Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into a Friday afternoon edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by uh, the associate editor of EP Rinkside, Sean Shapiro, who covers the entire NHL as well as your Dallas Stars. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little bit uh, running on the coffee right now because it's uh, had a bit of a drive earlier today. I went out to uh, Western Michigan to go... Yeah. Uh, Catch the catch up with the Texas Stars are actually playing the uh, Grand Rapids Griffins tonight. So went over to do some uh, is prospecting. I'll use the word prospecting to go catch up with some of the players from the farm team. So a uh, little bit of driving today, running on coffee, but uh, we're good and uh, excited to t- excited to chat. No, that's a, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I mean, we we look at like uh, teams and we always look at like heritage pro teams, but we kind of don't think of the Hershey Bears and the Grand Rapids Griffins as those legacy teams, but quite a history in Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah. it's uh, You mentioned Hershey as well, too, there. And it's like, there's a... Obviously, it's to tell the hockey history of North America. It's hard. You can't really include it. You can't really tell it without including places like that. I mean, as much as the... Um, even in Chicago, as much as the Blackhawks obviously are the original six team and and are one of the most recent modern day NHL dynasties, you can't even talk about to truly tell the Chicago hockey story. You need to look at the Chicago Wolves, who won two championships in the IHL, two championships in the AHL. Like there's some good historical strongholds in the AHL where teams have done things the right way. They've built prospects and everything like that. And honestly since Texas has gone into the league, um, they are actually, they they are right up there. I mean, if it's, it's kind of one of those things with the Texas stars, I always, you always see like these, uh, who's next to GM lists. And I always wonder why Texas, why Dallas assistant GM, Scott white and Texas stars assistant. And he's also the Texas stars GM, um, why he never, his name never comes up on those lists. I mean, he's a guy who he's, he's built teams in Texas that went to the Calder cup in 2010 won the Calder Cup in 2014 and went to the Calder Cup final in 2018. Has a really good team this year. And if you look at the every four years location, Texas Stars in theory could be going to the Calder Cup finals again this year if we're going to go off the the, the current the current trends. And um, what they've done in Texas is pretty impressive, how they've continuously built a winner down there. And I just always wonder why when you see like these names and they're talking about like why Scott White's name never comes up just because there's – the only mark against him from a future GM standpoint is he doesn't run the draft. And I would actually argue 
some of the best GMs are the guys that don't run the draft. So I don't know why Scott White's name doesn't come up. So uh, just that's, that's a good tangent. That's a great, no, it's a great (laughs) nugget for stars fans to remember that name. Did you get to see my guy, Curtis McKenzie? I did. Curtis is a great dude. He's yes. uh, It's, 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 he's now it's funny. I was talking to Curtis a bit about how uh, early in my career, I was covering the Texas stars down in Austin and Curtis was kind of the guy fresh out of Miami. And I was in my 20, I was in my early twenties. Curtis was in his early twenties playing for the Texas stars. And we were talking about the old CCHA days since I was a Bowling Green grad and he went to Miami and we would talk about that. And now Curtis is 31. Uh, he has two kids. I have two kids and we're talking, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about, the, we're talking about the kids they're doing. And all of a sudden feeling really old when uh when maverick bork walks by and he's cities to he's 20 years old it was it's it's funny curtis and i were uh we're laughing at that we're kind of uh he's kind of a fun guy for me to talk to always talk to because just in my career and he's always been one of those great guys and he's uh i, I know he's not an nhl deal anymore but he is someone who still has his fingerprints all over the stars organization more than people even realize just being the one of the one of the most important roles outside of the NHL an organization can have is kind of that leadership group in the AHL who teaches guys how to live, how to be a pro every day, how to kind of uh, take care of yourself. And and McKenzie does, that's the role Curtis plays for the Texas stars. And it's, it's huge. I mean, you, you, I've talked to some of the guys down there about what they've learned from him. Anton Hudobin is down there too, obviously. And, and Anton is providing a bit of that role as well, even though that wasn't the design for Anton's career path right now, but um, it's so much of the AHL. And I think people just forget about this too. It's, it's not just whether a Swedish guy can adapt to a smaller ice or if a junior guy can find his shot. It's, it's also, it's the first time a lot of these guys are living by their own. They're learning to cook. They're no longer living with a billet. Like there's such a big, like life change. Like just imagine, um, just imagine kind of think about when you're 18, you're 19, 20 years old and you're going off to college. And if you're like me, you're probably a little bit stupid. Like I was, (laughs) and, and you're, and you're trying and, and you're trying to end, but you get to live and make your own mistakes in kind of your own secluded bubble where these guys are, it's you got a lot of guys in that group where they're being judged on their performance daily in a very public space at that age where they're also learning how to live life. And it's, it's, it's just a, it's one of the hardest jumps and you need guys like Curtis McKenzie to be there to just kind of help set the example and be that guy that says, Hey, okay, this is how we find a healthy meal after the game. Or this is, this is what we do that when we have a three and three, like all that stuff's so valuable. And, it's so important to have players that can help teach that beyond just coaches, because you know, it's good to have a peer that can be a teacher. He to me is a shining example of what we talk about where the AHL and the NHL are so close because Curtis McKenzie year in and year out, like 19 games this year, 13 points. And he's a leader on and off the ice. Um, He'll drop the mitts if he has to. I mean, he's just one of those guys that, you know, was up and just the consistency probably just wasn't there at the NHL level. Um, but I'm sure if you called him up for a game or two, he'd give it his all. But, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just so close with the AHL and the NHL. And I think that's why I continue that word consistency. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's a great story. And I'm so glad he's back with the Texas Stars. And, you know, I mean, for that Austin community, 
you know, when you're in the minor leagues, I always tell people it's good to have those glue guys, like you said, as a role model, but also for the community because, you know, if you're shipping guys in every single year, you know, you can't build that relationship. And with a Curtis McKenzie, you can actually build that community relationship. Yeah, and it's 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 and it's. I think Texas has done a really good job of that too. With um, talk about McKenzie, but they've also done a good job of transferring that into coaches. Um, you have obviously Travis Morin and Maxine Fortunas are two assistant coaches there. Those yeah. were two longtime players of Texas. And um, just because a player played doesn't mean he's a good coach. But and and so you shouldn't just give carte blanche. Hey, hire former players. That's not what I'm saying. But if you can hire the right people who understand that league and understand their role and everything like that, and you can kind of help push and grow a hockey community. I think that does a ton. I mean, that's, that's something where I always think of, um, there's a name it's, uh, there, there's a kid named when I was in Texas there, and, and he's now playing, he actually played in the, the kid is actually pretty good because he played in the brick invitational that brick, the brick peewee tournament, which you always hear about all these NHL players coming from, but there's a kid named Cade O'Rourke who I I've known Cade. Uh, Cade would be one of the kids like holding a sign along the glass when he was like four years old in Austin. And now he's 12, 13 year old peewee, I think, or maybe, maybe I might have my ages off, but basically a kid who from Austin, fell in love with the sport because of the Texas stars and is having some pretty good success at, at his age. And if someone like that ever goes and reaches the NHL or anything like that, like you look, you can see just how the sport grows from things like that. It's just such a, having a tangible um, example of a, of a team there that is solid and cares about growing the sport. Like that's, that's so valuable and you want to see more of that. And it's, it's kind of one of the things where you look at other quote unquote sunbelt, untraditional hockey places. It's why um, you want, even if you want to laugh at the arena situation, it's why you want the coyotes to stay around. You want that. You don't want to miss out on the next Austin Matthews yeah. and things like that. It's, 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 and it's, it's, it's an NHL and, and a minor league thing. And the stars, I think have done a really good job of that. Just the, the next step is, uh, the next step for hockey in Texas, I think, is getting us a team back in Houston. It doesn't have to be an NHL team. It can be an AHL team. Yep. Just getting another team back in there just because uh, it's that's such a big market. That's such a big space. And you you need to have the game there where people can go see it in person because, as you know, Gavin, there's nothing like seeing a hockey game in person. Oh, there's yeah. No, like a- absolutely. And you got to name it the Arrows. And there's rich yes. history. Gordy, Gordy Howe played for the Arrows. And, uh, you know, they were in the IHL as well. And uh, just just a quick nugget, the Arrows didn't leave because of lack of attendance. Um, The old Rockets owner wanted to basically double the rent, the per-game rent, and said, if you don't like it, that's okay because I'm just going to bring in more concerts. And, and you know, kind of of a shame because uh, the Arrows actually drew well. They were probably fifth, sixth, every year in uh, attendance in the AHL. And if they did propel themselves into the playoffs, that crowd increased to the point where when I was living in Houston and I was covering the arrows, um, they made it to the Calder cup finals and there were about 11, 12,000 people in that barn. And that's great. That's great. And it's, and I even know that, like, I know firsthand, I know this cause I've been told this directly. Like the Minnesota wild never wanted to move. Their no. affiliate to I, Iowa. they never wanted to. It's just, it became a level of, they got priced out and that's in basically Des Moines was willing to make it 
was able to give them the proper market rate. And basically Houston priced the arrows out, which is a really sad thing. And I know, I know uh, Fertitta is very, is, is very bulk has been, there's been rumblings about him getting an NHL team and things like that. I think to one thing that I would kind of put out there and just hope like, I would hope the AHL, because obviously there's always movement in the AHL and you, and you never want to take a team away from somewhere else, but it just, it's an inevitable fact of life in the AHL teams move. And I would hope that Fertitta and the Rockets ownership group are, have already had the conversation with the AHL about like, okay, when, when, when can we get a team here? When, when that happens, let's be first in line, because that to me would show a true dedication to the whole we want to get an NHL team because right now there's it's just been rumblings and words and I think actually doing a little bit more on the other front maybe is the action that shows us the otherwise so I don't know I don't hope maybe maybe, maybe Tillman if you're listening to the podcast uh, <laughs> give uh give uh give, give Scott Housen a call at the AHL offices tell him I gave you the idea let's uh let's let's, yeah, get, let's get this no, done <laughs> absolutely for that matter I mean San Antonio we kind of missed them as well you know we had a good little Texas thing going where we had Austin. Yeah. San Antonio and Houston with some uh, great hockey. So it's, you, uh, you know, it's, it's, I do, I, I do have a funny nugget that Texas stars fans will enjoy yeah. the, uh, because of how sudden it was that the rampage left San Antonio actually recently bought new boards and glass in San Antonio uh-huh. that were only like a year old. Those are actually the boards that are in the HEB center in Cedar park right now. Really? The stars, the stars actually went and bought instead of, Instead of buying brand new boards, they bought like the slightly used ones when it was time to upgrade the new ones for a, quite a discounted price from from the Spurs since they no longer were, be hosting hockey games there. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Yes, now the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, yes. formerly of the San Antonio <laughs> Rampage. And it makes sense. Um, teams, you know, similar to baseball, want to be closer to their home mm-hmm. team. It, it's easier for travel. It's easier, clearly, if there's a, a, an injury, you can get your guy up there quick. So, yeah. uh, but I hate that markets like San Antonio and Houston don't have uh, AHL or ECHL uh, franchises. 